Hi there, this is the Reverend Michael Lowry, pastor of East Congregational United Church of Christ in Concord, New Hampshire, and this is Love to Tell the Story. Though admittedly I'm pretty eclectic where this is concerned, I have to confess that as someone of my generation, I tend to gravitate towards the music of the late 60s and early 70s. Oh yeah, Simon and Garfunkel, America, John Denver, James Taylor, and so many other singer-songwriters of that time. These are the artists who still regularly populate my playlist. But I gotta say that when we're talking about that particular era of popular music, all discussion inevitably leads to the Beatles. Now, granted, my fascination with this seminal group began long after their official breakup in 1970. I do, however, recall as a grade schooler having had great affection for Yellow Submarine. But over the years that have followed, I have never ceased to be amazed not only by the great number of iconic songs the Beatles brought to and still remain on the cultural landscape, not only that, but also by the sheer creativity in which that music was produced. Take, for instance, the medley of songs that make up the bulk of the B-side, as it used to be called back in the days before CDs and MP3s, of Abbey Road, the final album that the Beatles recorded as a group, starting with the plaintive piano notes that begin, You Never Give Me Your Money, to the wailing drum solo and soaring guitar flourishes that lead to The End, it's 16 minutes worth of music that is both memorable and genuinely moving. It's a monumental work, in my opinion, and, and one of my favorites of all the Beatles recordings. But what makes it particularly special, for me at least, is that rather than existing as one musical composition, it's actually made of a, up of a series of song fragments a series of unpolished and unfinished bits of melody and harmony created by Lennon and or McCartney for other songs or albums, and then were discarded, but then which ended up woven together into one powerfully unified whole. It might have seemed to many at the time to be a strange approach to making a record, but listening to it now, there's no denying that musically the results were not only memorable, but miraculous. Well, it seems to me that much the same thing could be said about the church. Every one of the churches I've had the privilege of serving as pastor over the years has had at least one thing in common. Each one were congregations made up of people who were wholly diverse and decidedly different. As you might expect, there's been the blend of generations from greatest to Z, there have been folks who represent a wide array of religious experience and background, as is typical in the United States. I've had people ranging from a few former Roman Catholics who couldn't quite keep from calling me father uh, to one very devout and wonderfully prayerful charismatic Christian who has moved on more than one occasion to speak in tongues. All this along with those who weren't all that sure they bought all this God stuff I kept talking about. And yet, week after week, always seemed to be there, always sitting in the regular pew, each one hungry for something they knew was real, but they couldn't even name. Indeed, as a song we often sing in worship puts it, children and elders, middlers and teens, 
strong 85ers and streetwise 16s. They've all been, at one time or another, part of the family, as Jim Manley wrote in that song. That's the Church of Jesus Christ. Likewise, I continue to be struck by the sheer diversity of personality that's found in your average congregation. Trust me here, friends. In the church, you eventually see it all, from meek and mild to bold and outspoken, from joy to overflowing to paralyzing fear, from gentleness and word and deed to forthright bluntness in just about everything. To say the least, Hang around any church family for very long, and you'll quickly find out that there's every kind of people that makes up that church, not to mention every kind of attitude. And that means that even in the best of church families, the, quote, good church folk, unquote, will sometimes find themselves not only at cross purposes, but sometimes butting heads in the process. I'll tell you what, in all honesty, In my weaker moments as a pastor, there have been times I have silently wondered if it might not be better, or at least easier, if we weren't quite so diverse, and perhaps a little more of one mind. But luckily, I'm reminded time and time again that it's precisely this kind of diversity that keeps the church vibrant and alive, which I dare say is of vital importance most especially in these uncertain days of pandemic when, for the most part, our congregations aren't even able to meet together, in person at least, for times of worship and fellowship. But the fact is, even as the church was gathered, we were never intended to exist as as merely some homogenous group of light-thinking people, but rather as a gathering of the faithful, a wide array of individual people who may have been and may continue to be at different points along the journey, who have widely different backgrounds and maybe even have a different concept of how things should be, but who now, by grace, have found themselves in the company of kindred hearts and in the presence of a loving and transforming God, which, by the way, also happens no matter where or how we meet. And when you think about all that, when you think of all the different bits and pieces that make up our congregations and which makes up the church, well, that's nothing short of miraculous. Indeed, it can well be said that we are those incredible bits and pieces that when woven together with care and infinite love by the divine creator, become a unified whole that's even more beautiful and purposeful than it was before, full of untold possibilities and new opportunities for becoming a blessing unto others and likewise unto the world. And yes, that world needs a blessing right about now. And in the end, and in the end, (laughs) I can't imagine the church or our very lives in any other way. And that's it for another episode of Love to Tell the Story. This is Michael Lowry, and I thank you for listening today. And until next time, be safe, stay well, and may God bless you with a great day every day. Talk to you soon.